This is The Culture Code with Kevin Cruz, founder and CEO of LeadX, the platform that helps you scale and sustain a high-performance culture. Hello, everyone. I'm Kevin Cruz. Welcome to Culture Code. And our guest today is the Chief People Officer of Revenue, Kelly Buchanan. Kelly, welcome. And where are you joining us uh, from today? Thanks, Kevin. I'm glad to be here. I am joining from San Francisco, California. <laughs> Before we were recording, we were talking about how you can you can work from anywhere. It's fully remote and everything, which is mm-hmm. is is pretty cool. We're going to dive into mm-hmm. some of those elements, I'm sure. But let's just start with for people who don't who aren't familiar with Revenate. What do you guys do? How big's the company? Where's mm-hmm. uh, where are the offices? Revenate, we are a B2B, so business-to-business software company, SaaS, software as a service company, and we make software for the hospitality industry. So we are vertically specialized in hospitality, and we have a guest data platform that helps hotels connect directly with their guests and drive revenue, drive direct revenue. So part of the word Revenate is a play on words for revenue. We are a verb that helps, helps all of our customers drive direct revenue. Yeah. How many people in the organization that you support? We have roughly 400 employees and we are global. So we have a small headquarters in San Francisco. We have a, a second headquarters in Bend, Oregon. Um, we have an office in Amsterdam with about 40 folks. We have a small office in Singapore. And then we're sprinkled all about the US. I think we're now in over 30 states across the U.S. as well. So fully distributed, fully remote. And yeah, that's a little bit about our population. You get to travel to some of those fun places? Yes, yes. I haven't done an international trip since the pandemic, but prior to that, it might be time to get back on a plane. I would visit Amsterdam at least once a year and Singapore once a year. And um, I had a chapter of my career about 10 years ago where I actually lived in Singapore about four years. So that was quite an adventure. And I love getting to go back and visit the region and visit the team. That's great. So when it comes to to company culture, I mean, just the idea itself means different things, different people. Mm-hmm. But put simply, like, how would you describe Revenate's culture in a few words? In a few words, I would say a strong sense of community, fun, positive energy. We appreciate each other. Those would be my my loose words off the top of my head. And I would also add that we really, really believe in and stand by our company values, which we've put a lot of thought into. We've got seven company values, and that really also reflects who we are. A couple of them, one, Revenate, which is our, our team spirit, where we're always helping helping others out, sort of team first, <laughs> united and strong on a single mission together. We have a, you know, a word and then a phrase that goes with each one. So one revenates one of my favorites. Another one of my favorites is grounded in gratitude, mm. uh, which is one that we come back to a lot. You know, glad to be here and make the most of every day. So I think just appreciating where we are, who we're working with, uh, that that's a really key one. And then the other one that I love that's been a, a key one is called expect amazing, which is really all about aspiring to and achieving great results together as a team and and celebrating that. I think I have a strong partnership with our CEO, which matters a lot. We have a CEO who is a people first leader who believes that 
people are our biggest asset and he's a great communicator, a visionary and a people person. And he's exceptional at appreciating people. And I think that's one thing that sets us apart. We, we do a lot to really acknowledge and highlight employees who are doing great work at multiple levels. So whether we have a big annual awards program, we also have all the way down to on a daily basis. If you see someone doing great work, we have this this program called the Top Banana, where anybody can give anybody a top banana. I think it was inspired by one of our co-founders from looking through like a United Hemispheres magazine once, or, or I forget what the catalog was of the, <laughs> the kind of silly, kitschy uh, gifts you could have. And one was a top banana. And we're like, oh, just give someone a top banana. They're doing a good job. So we encourage employees to nominate each other for, for top bananas whenever they see something, someone going above and beyond. And then we share that out. And I think it just just goes a long way. And it's especially important in this hybrid world where you can't physically see people. So getting to acknowledge people, you know, in the virtual world for amazing things they're doing, it just, it goes a long way. So much great stuff there. And I want to kind of um, highlight a couple of things for mm-hmm. our listeners. The, the mm-hmm. first of all, so my personal number one value is gratitude. And yet mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. that I've ever heard anyone talk about Mm-hmm. recognition, appreciation, gratitude as like really a core culture mm-hmm. piece, which is great to hear yeah. you, you say. I, yeah. even my kids, when they were little, I'm like, got to have an attitude of gratitude every day, you know, kind, <laughs> of, kind of thing. And it does feel like companies that really have strong, unique cultures have some weird rituals. So like top banana, you know, it's like, well, that's different. Like, and um, uh, it reminds me like there's some unique kind of like organic things that develop and truly become part of your identity and culture. Um, Are there any other ways, you know, you've, you've got your values and um, a culture that you have other ways that you make sure that, you know, when new people join your new joiners kind of learn about the culture and, and uh, adopt it. There's a couple of key, key components. One is we have our monthly company all hands, which probably sounds on the surface like, okay, sure. I have a company all hands. I am the MC of the all hands as the chief people officer and really try to set the tone of fun appreciation. We're going to cover a little business, but we're also going to give some shout outs. And that is a ritual that happens every month that we're constantly honing the format. We let each team you know, our formula, we, sh- we give some call outs to teams, a little sales update, who's closing big deals, what's the story behind that. We showcase employees in the fields doing their work, implementing the software, customer feedback, et cetera. We share business updates. We, we do a couple of the top banana shout outs at the end. We include a lot of photos of revenators. That's our word for employees, revenators who get together. You know, we have a Slack channel where they can send in photos whenever they get together in real life and share those photos. So I think the all hands is a key one where we're sharing information, we're welcoming people. The chat on the Zoom is alive and kicking during that meeting. It's we're welcoming everybody, we're celebrating things. You can feel the positive vibes. So I think the all hands is key. We also have a thing that we created called the Culture Club, which I had also, you know, implemented at some of my previous jobs at Zynga, Lucasfilm, et cetera, where we invite all employees who are passionate about culture, you are invited to participate. Come once a month to this brainstorming session and we'll talk about upcoming events. We'll talk about morale, how people are doing, and we will cultivate and implement ideas because you know the, the people team is here to help come up with and share ideas, but but we we need ideas from, from the people too, from employees. So for example, 
one of our employees who came to Culture Club earlier this year, she had an idea for February where she said, let's do random acts of kindness month. And I said, that's great, Sherry. I love it. Let's do it. And let her, let her lead it and share her vision for what it was. And that was really cool. So All Hands Culture Club. And then I would also say trying to bring a spirit of experimentation to things is important. So for example, we're always trying to figure out how do we stay more connected in this hybrid world? Some of us who used to go in the office missed that office vibe. But as our CFO, Gary has said, the horse has left the barn. Uh, For us, we do not think that there will be a time when everyone will suddenly be living in the same city again, going to the office five days a week. That won't happen. But how do we stay more connected? So we had this idea and I said, let's try it. We called it, came up with, uh, the, the name was Midweek Meetup, which was sort of funny. Someone on my team went to chat GPT to try to come up with what should the name for this thing be. But we ended up with Midweek Meetup. I was like, wow, she's generated so many ideas. She's like, no, that was chat GPT. Okay. So that's a whole other story. We'll see what, how that changes our world. But in the meantime, the point is we get together, everyone's invited for 30 minutes and it is like an unmeeting. We talk about something not work-related. So everyone's invited to show up. We usually get maybe, I don't know, 20 people or so. And we pick a topic. We say, okay, let's talk about what's the best vacation you've ever been on. And what's a place you're really excited to go. And we get this wonderful cross-section of employees from all over the world who are interested in connecting with each other. And we just talk about something not work-related. And that has been a beautiful experiment because people are seeking that connection. And, and it was funny because after we did this, someone sent me an article and it was like, oh, Harvard Business Review says that teams that are more socially connected are higher performing teams. Like there's actually science behind this. It's been really powerful. I mean, and we, we did this a couple of weeks ago with a team and talking about vacations. And one of our team members said, well, I live in the Ukraine. I'm hoping that the Russians don't bomb us. <laughs> and that kind of stops you dead in your tracks. You go, okay. Let's just sit with that for a minute. How are you doing? What's going on? And you realize the world is so much bigger than sitting at your little desk in your little room, wherever you are working away. And eventually we were able to, you know, shift to a positive state where he was talking about some of his favorite vacations he once took and that he's excited to go on with his family. So just, it was touching and fun at the same time. And just, you know, we're all seeking this human connection. So I'm very pleased to be trying experiments like this. So that's uh, this midweek meetup. That's like one of our newest things that I'm really excited about. It's really powerful. I wrote about in uh, my book, we a decade ago about the spillover and crossover effects, like our, our, what's going on in our personal lives and and emotions from home, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, home, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. spill over and cross over into work and Mm -hmm. back the other way as well Mm -hmm. for good and for bad. Mm -hmm. And you just illustrated a great point where, someone that could be dealing with something very heavy outside of work, and it could Mm -hmm. potentially also impact work. Mm -hmm. Great companies, great cultures have a chance to improve the person's life and mood and all that, which then goes back, not just for work Mm -hmm. reasons, but back Mm -hmm. into their personal life. It's it's really Mm -hmm. powerful. And Mm -hmm. I want to ask, um, Kelly, I'm always fascinated by frontline leaders and culture. Uh, Gallup Mm -hmm. research and LeadX research shows that about Mm -hmm. 70% of employee engagement, the variance in it is tied back to our managers. That old saying, Mm -hmm. you join a company, Mm -hmm. you leave a boss. And so tell me a little bit, I'm just guessing if you have, you know, four, roughly 400 team members, you might have, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, 50 to a hundred people managers, something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is a critical population. So 
How yeah. are you developing them so that they're mm-hmm. great leaders and great stewards mm-hmm. of your culture? Mm-hmm. Well, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart and ties very much to my to my background. I've spent uh, chapters of my career at Lucasfilm and at Zynga, where that was my primary job, was training frontline managers and utilizing outside resources and training programs and coaches, as well as becoming certified as a teacher myself in many things, developing my own content. It's something that I that I know and I care about a lot. However, at Revenate right now, we don't have one person in charge of that. We're not quite there yet, but I bring a lot of passion to this and we try to figure out the best way to do it. And so one of the mechanisms we have, it's also interesting. I think once upon a time, it used to be, oh, go to this four-day manager boot camp and then you get certified and you're good to go. But what happens with that is they go to the class, but then they don't get to practice in context and they might forget and it's a fun class, but then you go back to your job and you don't have a, a situation come up till five months later and you forget what you learned. So One of the things we do is we just simply have a monthly manager's meeting that's about 60 to 90 minutes. And I pick a topic that's in the context of what they're doing. So it's, hey, we have compensation discussions coming up. Let's talk about compensation 101. What do you need to know? How do you have that conversation effectively? Great. Let's talk about um, managing stress, (laughs) tips for managing stress, Um, how you cope with that. We've got interviewing 101. We have a whole kind of catalog of topics and we do monthly managers meetings with breakout rooms to do that. Um, we also have, you know, subscriptions to online learning resources like Udemy, for example, or we're exploring also adding in maybe LinkedIn learning, sort of on-demand training courses. But I'm also, I'm actually very excited because this fall, we're going to be piloting a few new a new resources that we haven't tried before. So one is sort of an eight-week manager training course where it would be eight sessions over a period of, of a few months time. But it's in live classes with a coach, um, an external company to come in and do this for us and give us sort of these cohort training. So it'll be a little more structured. We're going to pilot that with about 10 to 15 managers and see if we like it. And if so, we could, we could expand it. And then there's another tool that we're excited to experiment with that is an AI tool that helps advise managers in via Slack. And it connects back to a whole stable of content from, for example, from Project Oxygen from Google, et cetera, where it'll say, hey, Kevin, I see you have a one-on-one coming up. Here's some tips on how to have an effective conversation and give give some feedback. So I'm, I, I have got some healthy skepticism balanced with extreme curiosity of, should we apply AI to manager training? The old me would say, no, you can't do that. It all has to be in person. But now it's like, no, no, let's try to leverage the technology and experiment and, and see how it goes. And Meet people where they are. You've got an engineering manager living in Slack. Maybe there's some advice that he or she could get from a really smart AI tool that could help them. So again, it's there's some old stuff that's tried and true and some new things we're excited to try. But I think above all, even those managers meetings, building that community is important. And the other tool that we launched this year, which I'm excited about is Lattice, which is a more sophisticated yet simple hub for managers and employees to communicate with one another. So it's where we do our 360 reviews, it's where you give kudos, it's a little one-on-one tool. And even just that has also been really helpful because there's one place to go to organize your kind of communications and relationship between the manager and the employee. I will say that I think the sort of atomic unit for an employee's experience at a company is the relationship with their manager. 
-hmm. manager holds the keys to linking them to their listening to their passions, linking them to their career growth, tying what they're doing together with how it impacts the company. So going back to where you began, I, I totally agree and believe that the manager employee relationship is absolutely critical. And that is a population that we have to invest in that really goes such a long way to an employee's success and company's success. Yeah, Kelly, we we never met until today. And yet great minds think alike because with your <laughs> manager training background, I've been doing this mm-hmm. for 30 years, mm-hmm. you hit so many things. It's like the problem, it's not that the workshops are, are bad or learning's bad, but that whole knowing doing gap. It's so rare mm-hmm. for someone to remember what they learned and then to apply yeah. it back on the job. And now yeah. we've got this thing where people are, are the number one thing people say, everyone says they want to grow and develop. And then they say, I don't have time. And so by doing like, right. we love, we suggest that too. the, the 60 to 90 minute monthly meetings, it's almost like mm-hmm. book of the month club, but it's topic yep. of the month. There right. can be some assignments or self-work if you want, but it's really about yep. that group coaching, peer coaching, um, that really moves, moves the needle. And, uh, so that that's fantastic. Um, when, when we think about culture, I think uh, often uh, I equate a lot of it to employee engagement, employee experience. You know, how mm-hmm. emotionally committed mm-hmm. am I? You know, every mm-hmm. day for the organization mm-hmm. and its goals. So I'm curious, how are you getting feedback from team members about culture and engagement? Do you have like an employee voice survey, or is it the Q and A's at the town halls? How do you go about mm-hmm. it? Well, we are about to launch our annual employee engagement survey. We use we use Lattice for that. And I do love that because you get data. It's a very thorough, robust data. It's, you know, the 50 questions or so asking, would you recommend Revenate is a great place to work? And then many subcategories. That's a fantastic tool because you can slice and dice and measure how people feel. So that for sure. And you can also do pulse surveys on demand when you want to do that. We do a, a new hire onboarding survey after they've been here for I think we do it after the first week, first 60 days, first 90 days, because you want to capture that feedback early. We also g- gather feedback through our, our managers and our relationships through our HR business partners, sort of setting that tone of wanting to you know, have employees reach out whenever they, whenever they need anything. And we do have, again, some in-person opportunities. We just had our, we just closed our Bend office well, I should say we, we switched from a one our old office to a new one. And so mm. employee gatherings and get-togethers, thoughtful meetups like that, and also offsites. <laughs> we do have not necessarily every team, every person, but several major departments will have some form of a an offsite throughout the year. And there's a lot of feedback that comes that way from just talking, being together. So those are those are some of the ways that we gather feedback, and it's absolutely critical. We've also done um, CEO fireside chats. This is kind of fun with our CEO or COO, where they will drop in with a certain department or region. Just again, the tone is fireside chat. Ask us what's on your mind. What are your questions? We're here to we're here to help. We're here to answer any any questions you have, and that can be nice because it's not as intimidating as a. 400 person all hands meeting it's it's you're breaking it into a smaller group you want to create safety i think another word that's key is this idea of psychological safety people feel safe speaking up asking questions sharing how you feel it's definitely a spirit that we that we want to cultivate at revenue it's so important Hill, you've, you've talked already about so many different very good and effective programs is there anything um any special initiatives or any you know programs 
that um, you're particularly proud of or that you want to make sure we highlight? Well, I forgot to mention one other thing that we do that we implemented last year, which is half day Fridays. And that has been a wonderful thing as well, because I think it showed employees that we care about their health and their well-being. And we believe that they can do a full week's work with still being able to take off a half day Friday. And I think people are tremendously grateful for that. And we have them share back, what did you do on your Friday afternoon in a Slack channel? And they might be are watching their son play a basketball game or planting a garden or going surfing or you name it. And sharing that, I think that has gone a long way um, with employees. And it's something that's that's pretty special because it, it builds trust. So that's something that we're really proud of. And I think I would also, you know, I kind of come back to the, my, one of my favorite recent thing are these midweek meetups. It's just the idea of trying something and helping connect people to one another. I think we're all really just seeking that human connection and don't miss out on an opportunity to talk about things that are not work-related. I start every team meeting with my people team and I say, I want everyone to go around and share a work win and a personal win. And it's a really simple mechanism to just stay connected as a team and you learn about each other and what they're doing and how they're doing and a little bit about their personal lives and and I did that because they asked for it. Last year, we had an offsite. We gathered feedback and they said, you know, we're, we're always talking about our work and we'd love to figure out how to just talk to each other about who we are and stuff more. And so that's another sort of small but effective mechanism I found to connect our team together. And we started our meeting off yesterday and I learned that someone had gone to see the Barbie movie and um, it was great. And then we had a whole conversation about Barbie versus Oppenheimer and it just... I think I would add that as well. It's I try to bring this, it's part of my personality, I think, that I like to have fun and, and not take things too seriously and, and have a laugh. I think laughing is important medicine for us all, especially in HR. You have to deal with a lot of heavy things. And so whenever you can take a moment and lighten the mood, I think people are a little more relaxed and um, they'll enjoy their job more. We spend a lot of time at work. So you want to you wanna have fun. Kelly, I want to, uh, again, for the listeners, you know, one of the things that jumped out to me, all this great stuff is when you talked about Friday afternoons, you know, half day mm-hmm. Fridays, but mm-hmm. also encouraging people to share back on Slack how they spent their time, because mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. Just all these sort of progressive practices like unlimited PTO and right. some Fridays, half day Fridays and lead X offers, you know, these, these kinds of, you know, and stuff. But the, the counter argument is people won't take advantage of it or they'll feel guilty if they take it or the people who Mm -hmm. are going to get ahead are the ones that are working anyway and not taking Mm -hmm. their vacation time. Mm -hmm. And by actually saying, we're going to give this thing, but we're expecting you to share like how Mm -hmm. your personal side, like how are you using this, this time? Again, it sets the tone, especially if the leaders are sharing it that no, no, we really are supposed to take this time off. It helps with wellness. It helps with longevity. It's going to help you with retention. So that was a nice wrinkle that I don't usually hear people saying like, we're doing this sort of benefit and we expect you to share back like what cool came out of it. You know, what cool stuff came out. Right. And sometimes you do. I mean, even for me, sometimes I take that afternoon off and sometimes I work through that afternoon, but I know that it's my choice. I know that it's it's my sense of agency that if I need to use that time to catch up on work, I will. It's also, we also have no meetings Fridays, which is really nice. So it makes that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday kind of tough, but no meetings on Fridays and half day Fridays. That's been a huge, a huge add to our culture. That's great. Kelly, we only have a couple of minutes left. So I'm going to hit you with some more rapid fire questions. Okay. Um, 
What book or it could be a podcast, a movie, anything, what book would you recommend that your, your colleagues read? <laughs> well, there's the most recent one that I just recommended someone this week is one of my favorites that I uh, was introduced to at Zynga by one of my amazing mentors, a guy by the name of Glenn Entis, who's an Academy Award winning. He used to be the chief creative officer for Electronic Arts. And it's a game, it's a book called Game Storming. So game storming, it is like a little facilitator handbook where for whatever kind of business challenge you're trying to tackle when you want to bring a group together, it's got tons of little examples of little exercises you can do. So for example, for an offsite, if you, you know, here's an agenda template, here's a brainstorming template, here's a root, you want to do root cause analysis, you ask five whys. If you um, need to design a new product. Here's a template for that. There's all sorts of interesting exercises in there. One that I do a lot is a post-mortem exercise. So when a project is halfway done or almost done, using sticky notes, how to do a group reflection on what went well, what could be improved, what are some ideas or solutions on how we could do this better. So I think that's also an interesting part of my job is, and maybe it's just because I can tie my background into this, but I used to do kind of change management process consulting and You've got your traditional HR work, but you also have a bunch of humans who are doing projects together that need to take time to reflect, learn, and improve how we work. And so anyway, I just, I was, game storming is fun because there's a lot of little sticky note exercises that you can use to help a team through whatever little change or, or problem or, or task they have at hand. So we're trying to organize I, a group of humans. <laughs> this is great. I'm going to order it off Amazon as soon as, uh, as, soon as we're done here because I wasn't familiar with it. And yeah. what about... If you think about what revenue, you know, the, the the dynamic market that we're all in and, and where you're trying to go, is there a particular skill or behavior that you would hope that your team members maximize or do more of? Like, what would be a, a behavior you think they should lean into? Oh, I just absolutely love this question. I would say a couple of things. I would say a learning mindset, a mindset of curiosity. When you face a challenge, a difficult person you're working with or a difficult situation is approaching it with a mind of curiosity rather than rather than judgment, whether it's self-judgment or judging someone else, just saying it's being able to step back and look objectively and say, why did that happen? Why did we mess up there? Or what might be going on here? You kind of step back and look at it almost with a clinical objective mind of curiosity. <clears throat> How do I step out of the emotion of the situation and look at how what what happened here and how what's the real underlying problem so that we can we can solve it? So I think curiosity and like seeking always to learn. We can we can always <laughs> we always have a lot to learn and there's a lot changing now. And there's it's funny because one another another book that I enjoyed reading was called Powerful by Patty McCord. Of course, mm-hmm. but she's a very inspiring HR leader from Silicon Valley from Netflix and kind of turning HR in its head. I'm sure many listeners are familiar with her. But I've interviewed her on the podcast before. Oh, actually. Yeah, amazing. she's fantastic. Yeah, she is fantastic. And I, one of the things she would say is forget a best practice. A best practice is just how somebody else did something. Basically kind of write your own script. And I think, especially during COVID, the old me, the younger me was always seeking to learn from people who were more experienced. And I was, well, how, teach me how to do things, teach me how to do things. And then this wonderful sort of transformation happened in my career as I became a leader where I was like, now it's time to sort of write the script. No one else, you know how to do things better than anyone else. And you can do that by trying to just experiment. So 
don't be afraid to try new things. Iterate, try new things. And that's also, by the way, all the years I spent at Lucasfilm where we study creativity and innovation. Creativity and innovation is all about having a spirit of experimentation. Don't be afraid to fail. If you have an idea, try it, see if it works. If it doesn't, scrap it and, and try a new one. And so I think not being afraid to try new things is another another key behavior that I think we need we need in this world. So final question for you. What excites you the most about Revenate right now? <laughs> no, I love that question. I have to say, also, you you might have noticed this in my in my background. So I, I was at Revenate. I left for a year and I came back. So I am a proud boomerang of Revenate. I thought the grass was greener on the other side at a different company. And I realized a year later that it wasn't. And one of the things I love about Revenate is our team. I think we have an exceptional team with high levels of respect, tenure. We have incredible tenure. We have an incredible foundation. We have employees who've been with the company for 10, 15 years. Forget about three, four, or five years. (laughs) We have incredible tenure and incredible foundation. And I think there's, and we have a positive energy and vibe. And I feel like you're going to weather storms together, but who do you want to be with in that boat? So I'm proud of our team. I think there's so much potential we can, places we can go and just having that positive energy and that trust and that vision together and having each other's backs. That's the kind of team I want to be on. And so we each play a role in setting the tone for that culture and leading by example. But I just love our team. And I think that's who you're going to work with every day. (laughs) That makes all the difference. Who you want to be with in that boat. And, I love uh, that. It's a good place to pause. And that's what culture is really about in plain language, yep. right? It's like creating that vibe and who are you going to have on that boat with you? The storms yep. will come, the sun will come, storms will come yep. again. Who's on that boat with you? Who's on that boat? So, Kelly, <laughs> thank you so much for, uh, for taking the time to share some of your experiences and ideas. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I've enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Culture Code Podcast. Are you looking to build, refine, or revamp a training program? We team up with companies like Northwestern Mutual, Cineos Health, and Duck Creek Technologies to roll out highly engaging training series for emerging leaders, new managers, women in leadership, high potential managers, sales enablement, and more. Check it out at leadx.org. What makes these series so uniquely engaging? We help you build a full system of development that leverages our cutting-edge platform and world-class training. We blend together world-class cohort-based virtual training and group coaching, personalized nudges, micro-learning, and on-demand office-hour-style coaching. Go check it out at leadx.org.